with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everyone, I'm Jeremy Platt, and I'm back with another Between the Tackles podcast, NFL Draft Edition. This will be my first podcast as a 15-year-old, so let's go. Today, I'm revealing my top five players at each offensive position, five players that I think are overrated, and much, much more. So let's get right into my top five players at the quarterback position. Starting at number one, I have Josh Rosen, the quarterback from UCLA. He's easily the cleanest quarterback in this draft and is no doubt the most pro-ready passer. He's one of the best pocket passers to come out of the college in the past 10 years. I'm not too worried about his attitude, and I love the fact that he is, quote-unquote, a millennial who asks a ton of questions. I think you want a quarterback who asks a lot of questions, so everything's perfect. At number two, I have Baker Mayfield, the quarterback from Oklahoma. This has to be one of the most passionate players I've seen entering the draft. His size is questionable, and he does have a tendency to float in the pocket, but I think he is this year's most accurate passer. He has great anticipation, and all of his teammates adore him. They're all talking about how they helped him out one time in their college career, and I love that trait. Number three, I have Lamar Jackson, the quarterback from Louisville. Lamar Jackson is electric. I love him, and I know that defensive coordinators don't fear anyone nearly as much as they do fear Jackson. Jackson is a playmaker, but he needs a lot of coaching. I think he has the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in this draft and love what he's going to bring to the NFL. I also expect a defensive-minded head coach to draft him because they recognize how much that other teams fear him. Number four, I have Sam Darnold, the quarterback from USC. I'm probably going to get the most hate for this ranking, but I'm not quote-unquote in love with Darnold. I think he struggled a ton with turnovers and was an overrated pocket passer. Out of the five games I watched of it, I don't think I saw him look through his reads in the pocket more than five times. What Darnold does bring to the table is his amazing improvisational skills. It's what happens when the play breaks down and he has to go out of the pocket and find a receiver downfield. Darnold will either be the first or second quarterback picked, and I think with the right situation, he can be really good. Coming in at fifth of the quarterback rankings, I have Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Despite being in an air raid offense in college, I think Rudolph can be a really good player. He is the best deep passer in this draft and has prototypical size. He's a great leader and will be very good if he can sit behind a quarterback. He won't be ready for a while, so he needs to groom. Rudolph also needs to learn how to do proper progressions because he seems flustered whenever his first read's not there and he has to look to his second or third. Let's look at this running back class that I think is just as good as last year's. At number one on the rankings, I have Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State. He is easily the best prospect I've ever seen come out of college and I don't hesitate at all when I say this. Saquon has every attribute you want in a running back. He's got size, speed, vision, versatility, he can catch the ball great, he has athleticism, and has some of the best production out of any running back in this class. You can't get much better than Saquon He's once-in-a-lifetime player, and he should be a top-three pick in this draft class. At number two, I have Darius Geis, the running back from LSU. I love Geis' power and speed combination. He's the best power back in this draft and fits perfectly in an old-school type of system. His hands are pretty underrated because they weren't used much at the collegiate level in Louisiana, but his personality is infectious. I think a team will fall in love with him and draft him high. At number three, I have a tie between Sonny Michelle, the running back from Georgia, and Ronald Jones from USC. Michelle is a fantastic outside runner and will fit very well in a pass-first offensive scheme. I think he could take the top off of a defense and is a very underrated runner between the tackles. Michelle will also do well with a team that gets him the ball in the passing game. I think his hands are very similar to a receiver's and he can be a very 
good fantasy running back. Michelle is tied with Ronald Jones. Jones is slippery, similar to Alvin Kamara, and is one of the most elusive players in this draft. Ronald Jones might have been my favorite player to watch in film this year. I think Jones will be a sleeper running back and have one of the best careers out of any of these players. In fifth place, I see Rashad Penny, the running back from San Diego State. He's an outstanding between-the-tackles runner and got a ton of production in his final season. He's a bigger back, and I think a team will use him similar to how the Panthers used Jonathan Stewart last year. I think Penny is going to be better than Stewart in the NFL and has the potential to be a premier back in the league. A sleeper back that I love in this draft has to be either Royce Freeman or Mark Walton. Royce Freeman comes from Oregon, and he reminds me exactly of C.J. Anderson. Freeman is a bigger back that can handle production and has patience similar to Le'Veon Bell. In Mark Walton's case, the running back from Miami, I think he has the best vision out of any running back in this draft. I know that's a bold statement, but I think he can be a beast in the right situation. I also think Walton makes the best jump cuts out of any running back in this draft class. While many people think this is not a good receiver class, I actually believe it's super underrated. I see a lot of really good players in this draft and some steals that can make an instant impact for whatever team drafts them. At number one in the wide receiver rankings, I have DJ Moore, the wide receiver from Maryland. Moore is a dynamic receiver who plays fast and physical. He has great hands and also has great separation skills. I think his best attribute is when he catches the ball and just can take off. His yards after the catch is up there with some of the best receivers in the NFL. At number two, I have Anthony Miller from Memphis. While this is an unpopular opinion, I think Miller doesn't get enough respect. He had a ton of production at Memphis and plays with a similar nastiness to Doug Baldwin, Steve Smith, and Jarvis Landry. I love his game and I think he'll be a beast in the NFL. At number three, I have a tie. Let's start with Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from SMU. Sutton is a big body receiver and is also a big time playmaker. He's a great red zone threat and has number one receiver potential in my opinion. He will bring an Alshon Jeffrey type of essence to whatever team drafts him and I think he'll be great on the goal line. Christian Kirk is my other receiver tied for number three. He's been stereotyped as a slot receiver but Kirk can play everywhere. Similar to DJ Moore, he's fantastic after the catch. He can take a two yard drag route 80 yards to the house. I've heard so many good things about Kirk as a person and his wise demeanor. I think Kirk has a ton of tools to be successful and a team will fall in love with him. In fifth place, I have Michael Gallup, the wide receiver from Colorado State. Gallup doesn't have insane speed, but it seems like he's always open. Gallup is a big time playmaker and one was one of my favorite receivers to watch on film this year. An underrated game that he played was against Alabama. He tore up cornerback Levi Wallace and was one of the best receivers in college football this year. I don't know if I'd consider DJ Chark a sleeper, but I think he's extremely underrated. He's super talented and is an athletic freak. I was bummed that he didn't get a lot of protection at LSU, but I saw him get open a ton, similar to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry at Louisiana State. I think an offensive-minded head coach will draft him and use him in all different ways on offense and special teams. At the tight end position, I think there are three guys who can be really dynamic in the NFL. Starting at number one, he's one of my favorite tight ends to come out of college in a while with Dallas Goddard, the tight end from South Dakota State. This guy is legend. I love his athleticism, and he's practically a receiver in a tight end's body, similar to Rob Gronkowski. I'd love for him to improve his blocking game, but I don't think he'll be used very often for blocking. Don't expect him to make an instant impact, but I think over time, he's going to be the best tight end in this draft class. At number two, I have Mike Gesicki, the tight end from Penn State. Gesicki is extremely athletic and can make a ton of tight window catches. He reminds me a little bit of Jimmy Graham with that basketball background. I think he makes the fastest influence at the tight end position for whatever team drafts him. 
At number three, I have Mark Andrews, the tight end from Oklahoma. He's an old school tight end that can catch and block. He'll be drafted on day two and will be a solid piece for whatever team drafts him. I think this is a really good interior lineman draft, but this is a, just a list of the top five offensive linemen in general. At number one, I have Quentin Nelson, the guard from Notre Dame. Apparently, this is one of the best offensive linemen to ever enter the draft coming out of college. He's a great pass blocker, but he's even better in the run game. He has phenomenal awareness and comes from a pro-style system at Notre Dame. This man is an ideal, well in Dave Gettleman's term, hog molly. I think he has some of the best potential out of anybody in this draft. At number two, I have Will Hernandez, the guard from UTEP. Hernandez is a great talent and is slimmer than Quentin Nelson. He did similar things to Quentin Nelson at the University of Texas El Peso, but wasn't at the same level as Nelson. Hernandez is a really good run blocker, and I expect him to go in the middle of the first round. At number three, I have Mike McGlinchey, the tackle from Notre Dame. He's a tremendous pass blocker and a powerful run blocker. He has an extremely mature personality and played at a big-time level, similar to Quentin Nelson. At number four, I have Austin Corbett, the guard from Nevada. Corbett is a lean offensive lineman and is extremely athletic. Corbett is speedy and will be really good in a fast-paced offense. And at number five, I have Isaiah Wynn, the guard from Georgia. I think he's one of the best run blockers in the draft and is a big-time playmaker. He'll get drafted in the late first round, maybe early second round, but I think he'll be good for whatever team drafts him. For the rest of my top five position list, you can go to my website at www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com, where it'll be under the draft section. But since the draft is coming up, I'm going to give you a top three list for a ton of categories, starting with the top three overrated players in this draft class. At number one, I have Josh Allen, the quarterback from Wyoming. He's a prototypical quarterback. He's got the height, the arm, and the hand size. He's a solid outside-the-pocket thrower, but he's honestly just a boomer-bust prospect. In college, he wasn't productive at all, and he wasn't successful in the pocket. He didn't do well against top-ranked teams, and it sound, but it sounds like Allen will be a top-five pick in the draft. At number two, I have Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver from Alabama. I think Ridley is a solid receiver, but I don't think he's the number one in this draft class. I love his route running. It's similar to Antonio Brown, and he's very precise with ev- how he carries himself. But I think R- Ridley struggles with catching the ball and didn't have a ton of production at Alabama. I have him as the sixth-ranked receiver in this draft, but it sounds like he'll be either the first or second receiver taken. The third most overrated prospect in this draft is Hayden Hurst, the tight end from Virginia Tech. Hurst didn't have a ton of production at Virginia Tech and only caught two touchdowns last year. I think if he was the top tight end in this draft class, he'd get more production. So those are the three guys who I think are getting overhyped in this draft. Next is a list of guys with the highest ceilings. Number one is Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State. Like I said earlier in the show, he's the best player I've ever seen come out of college. Barkley is just an absurd athlete and is extremely mature. Barkley is my favorite player in this draft and if he stays healthy in the right situation he could potentially have a Hall of Fame career. At number two I have Quentin Nelson the guard from Notre Dame. Nelson is easily the best lineman to come out of college football in the past five years. Played in a pro style offense and just bullied defensive linemen throughout the year. And finally at number three I have Marcus Davenport the defensive end from the University of Texas San Antonio. His athleticism is freakish and his size is similar to a basketball player's or Miles Garrett's. He had a ton of production at UTSA, and I think a defensive coordinator will draft him and use him similar to Ziggy Ansah. The final list I have is five guys who are my favorite to watch on film besides those three guys that I just named. Number one is Anthony Miller, the receiver from Memphis. I love the anger he plays with. I also love how he went up for every ball and ran his hardest on every route. I think Miller will be a steal.
steal in this draft. At number two is Harold Landry, the edge rusher from Boston College. He played with similar speed to Von Miller and had a ton of production his junior year. His sacks dropped this year due to injury, but I love what he brings to the table. At number three, I have Ronald Jones, the running back from USC. He's an extremely slippery runner and it seems like guys were slipping off him like butter. I thought he was really good on the outside and even better between the tackles. I had a ton of fun watching him tear up teams like Oregon State and I think he'll be a beast in the NFL. At number four, I have Roquan Smith, the linebacker from Georgia. Smith has all the traits that are essential for being a linebacker. He has the tackling skills, the instincts, the leadership, and the speed. Roquan jumped out on the film and I think he's going to be the best linebacker in this draft class. And finally, at number five, I have Darius Geis, the running back from LSU. He brings a ton of juice to whatever team drafts him and runs angry. At any moment, he can run over you and reminds me of a better Carlos Hyde. So that's it for today's podcast. Make sure to check out my website, www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com, where I'll be posting a ton of stuff in the NFL draft section. I'll be posting my top 50 players and my final three-round mock draft, and also make sure to check out my interview of Kenny Young, the linebacker from UCLA. You guys can follow me on Twitter at BTWN the Tackles, where I post every day about my p- opinions on NFL draft prospects. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Between the Tackles. That's it for me today. Peace. Three,